What is up everybody? Another week of patch interference. It's week three. Week two's in the books, but it's been a really um crazy there haven't been a ton of marquee matchups, but it's been pretty eventful. Yeah, dude, it's been a really really good college football season. Like the crazy part is like the playoff is wide open wide right open. now. Like Heisman there's so many teams that could make it and there's so many teams that are normally there that look like they're not going to. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh congrats to your Dolphins Thank by the you way. Very much. Week huge. 1 win on Sunday. Huge Sunday for me. Watching that was stressful. I was nearly comatose after that game. I know. No, I was there. Two of 466 yards of the air, uh, just shy of his 469 against the Ravens last year. I'm a big Dolphins fan, but this is a uh, college football podcast. Yep. Yep. If this is your first time joining us on Twitch, number one, thank you for joining us. Yeah, welcome. We know it's late. This it's is, late. This will be our latest podcast probably this season, unless we have to change some things around because, uh, well, you had a little baseball game today. He works for the Durham Bulls, but my name is Patrick Brickman. He is Patrick Norwood. Howdy. Uh, Alabama grads, college football enthusiasts, savants. Savants! We're, we're college football savants, or maybe not so much, because Alabama took that L on Saturday. But um, either way, we're having fun, both with the podcast and the college football season. We're not here to cry, we're not here to mope, we're no. not here to whine today. No, that's not us. That's not us. We're more of... It's us Saturday night. We're like, we're like academics of college football. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, sure, we have a rooting interest, we're, but we're like... We're all of like, we're, we're more about, like, uh, like how you study, mm -hmm. like, like, Roman <laughs> history. That's we're academics. I cannot believe football. you just said that. Okay, so um, MC, my girlfriend, comes up like I know her like an hour and a half ago. She just out of the blue, and this is nothing to do with college football. Obviously. No, obviously, out not. of the blue, we're laying on the couch watching TikToks, and she just says to me, and I'm telling you, this is just recently. She goes, How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Oh, that was a TikTok thing, it was a TikTok thing, yeah, 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 yeah. And I had to say, like, I said, probably every few days, I said more than you'd think. Yeah, probably more than like the more than you that. think. Definitely more yeah, because I think that's sort of what it became. As guys think about, I actually watched like a 19-minute video on YouTube the other day that was about the fall of the Roman Empire out of nowhere. And then she asks me this, um, but we have a little surprise for you today. We do. Oh, dude, I'm so this excited. Is, this is our third. I am so We've excited. Never done it this way before till this season. So if you're watching again, thank you. Uh, you're along with an experiment for us. But the reason we're doing this is because while we do our podcast, we had this. Uh, I don't know. You might want to call it a brilliant idea. I'm going to call it an idea because I don't like to toot my own horn. Actually, yeah, I do. This is going to be fun. Yeah, go for we it. We will be doing an NCAA 14 dynasty as sort of a through line as we do our podcast. So we asked uh, you guys on Twitter last week to vote on which team we'd start at. We picked a one- or two-star team to start at as offensive coordinator. We're yep. going to switch possessions. Yep. And you guys voted, just barely edging out. ECU by one vote. A lot of people voted, but just by one vote, our winner is, and our first season we will be spending as offensive coordinator at, oh, hold on, this one. Blazers, baby. <laughs> UAB. Let's I think, go. I think our Birmingham area ties came through on this one. I thought ECU would win because we live in North Carolina and, you know, a lot of ECU, uh, uh, I guess they're purple and gold bleeders around here but no uh uab came through strong people love the blazers yeah i think your mic's hitting your uh, shirt by the way oh am i scruffing up again yeah, you're it? scruffing up a little bit well i'll fix that real quick that's okay uh i'll take over for a sec while you fix sure. that yeah i've been uh, talking a lot um but yeah no i think uh this is this is going to be super fun ecu we had a huge contingent and a lot of votes for that but i i do think the the birmingham faithful came through they want to see the blazers we're gonna see the Blazers. i'm gonna show you our roster a little bit see what we're gonna be dealing with just as a little Precursor. So here's here's a little thing. I downloaded the very latest rosters as of today. Now the brilliant people at Operation Sports are still getting it fully finalized. 
So there were some teams that weren't updated, and one of those, oddly enough, they usually have all the main teams by now, but one of them was Ohio State. So they still had like, <laughs> they still had like CJ Stroud. So I'll actually show you this. Uh, just to make it, a, I don't know. I mean, it's not going to be super realistic because some of the rosters are messed up. But uh, check this out. So Ohio State had CJ Stroud and a bunch of other players. So I went through and like renamed them and, gave, and just like moved them down. So you like so shifted. <laughs> so I made Texie Elverton. That's, uh, that's the court. This is what CJ Stroud was. And there were some others. Um, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba turned into um, uh, Franz Spirefield. Franz Spirefield. But let's go back to the Blazers because that's Franz our Franz from Rockwall, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Not from Frankfurt, Germany. I just, uh, you know, I was trying to set it up. So a couple things. UAB, where'd they go? Uh, while you get that set up, thank you for everybody who voted. Our teams were UMass, UTSA, ECU, and UAB. Uh, we had over, uh, like, we had like 26 votes, I think. I think we had, yeah, maybe we had a, We had a good number of votes, so we appreciate it. But yeah, now you're looking at the... Uh, the roster, the lineup that we're going to be rocking. Jacob Zeno. Oh, dude, he's so From slow. San Antonio. Oh, he's so slow, yeah, We're not going to be doing a lot of read dude. options. But they've got a, like a quick little running back, you know, good acceleration. Jacob, he's if you're slow. watching this, I'm sorry. He's a speed back. I, I didn't mean to call you slow. Uh, it's the roster. The people that made the roster. Oh, God. His. We are already getting some just absolute dynamite questions in the comments. What Should we, we just fire these away? Yeah, I mean, while I'm just scrolling through so people see our roster. Tyler asked, will my dad finally be correct? Is Miami legit? Dude, Tyler Van Dyke looked good. He did. He, he looked really good. Five touchdowns for him. Um, I think it was a combination of of Miami looking good, Cristobal kind of getting his system in place a little bit yeah. where he wants it. It's a shame Andrew Green's not tuned in right now. He'd be all over this conversation. He would be all over this conversation. It's all about the U for Andrew Green. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it was a combination of that and Texas A and M. So I heard I heard a conspiracy theory uh, that Jimbo's still calling plays. <laughs> it's Jimbo's playbook, but he's letting Petrino like actually call the physical play. Yeah, like put his. And I, on. I actually going back and watching that. Have you watched the highlight of that? I mean, we watched bits and pieces of that game together. I saw most of the big plays. Greeny's listening. Shout out, by the way. Oh, what's up, Greeny? Um, but yeah, no, I think yeah, no, I think uh, I think it was a combination of that. And God, do I wish Alabama would have gotten Tyler Van Dyke after watching that game. I mean that. It would have solved College a lot of problems man. on it's Saturday. It, listen, man. this is we we said it off the top. We're not going to mope. We're not here to be depressed. We're merely examining something. Yes, we had a rooting interest. But I am here to be honest. I am here to yeah, be very. No, I'm going to be. We've been doing this podcast for nine years. First time streaming it, and you seeing our faces while we do it. But this is the hardest I will ever be on Alabama as a program. I think I'm. And I think that's fair. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think, and you know what? Let's just go ahead and do it. Let's rip the bandaid. Let's yeah. talk about so it. So while we're going to get into the podcast, I'm going to go ahead and start our first game. Yeah, go for uh, it. Another note was um, I tried to get as many of the rot the the conferences down to this year. Now, not e- this is a 2013 game. Yeah, it's not I mean, every not, team was yeah. an FC, FBS school at that time. Uh, a couple teams weren't in there. They've added a few. The revamped people like James Madison, but Shout it's out close. Martin. Yeah. All the Power Fives are up to date, uh, most of the G5, but not all of it. So if you see something wonky, just remember me on, uh, on September 12th saying this, if you don't, you know. Yeah. So I'm going to start the game, and we'll start doing the podcast portion. We also printed out, like, like a docket. Like, I feel like a news anchor. Yeah, this like, is, like very, like, very official really good, of us. Yeah. This is probably the first time we've ever printed these out. We've definitely the first time we've ever printed. <laughs> uh, uh, Joe says JJ for Heisman, by the way. Oh, he's winning it. He's one of the. He's got to. Um, yeah, no, I, we're not going to go over. I don't want to go over stats. I, I don't want to look at that. I want to look at big picture type stuff for Bama, Texas. 
Um, I don't have my normal, uh, I usually have my own custom playbook on offense, and I don't have it, so I just made a spread. I hope that's cool That's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, there's Brock Bauer, shout out. Uh, you want to go ahead and flip the screens for us? Mm, I thought I'd keep it. Yeah, we'll do nice. that. I like that. Um, so you have written down here what happened. I can tell you what happened. Texas came in with a more flexible defensive game plan, um, and I think that was the main crux of it. I think Alabama is a team this year that, and I still think they can be this team this year, that wants to establish a ground game before anything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first two drives were able to, and we're moving the ball quite soundly. Um, and then Texas realized that it was time to make Jalen Milrow throw. And we said it last week, if Jalen Milrow can complete some passes, we're going to be just fine. And instead, he stared down receivers. Yeah. He absolutely stared down receivers. He never looked off his first option. And he threw two picks at what I think are the worst times to throw a pick, which is right off the top of the game because it sets the tone. You can think back to the uh, 2018 national title, Bama versus Clemson. Yeah. Two threw a pick six on the first drive, right? Um, and I think it just kind of set the tone for the whole game. And then it happened again towards the end of the game when Alabama really needed to get on the board. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I don't think Jalen Lurow is the answer. I think I told you at halftime, I said that, I thought it was time for Alabama to switch quarterbacks. They didn't do it, and they lost. So, so one of the things that happened in this game, we're going to see how good I am at podcasting while playing NCAA. One of, one of the two so things boring. is going to get worse here. Oh, we broke some oh tackles. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there we go. We're breaking a lot of tackles. Um, Alabama's defensively, now they were bend but don't break up until the fourth quarter. But the problem was, was they didn't do anything. Alabama did a terrible job making... Texas uncomfortable. Yeah. At all. They, they, they caused zero pressures. No tackles for loss the entire game. Every offensive play that Texas ran went either for no gain or more often than not for positive yardage. By the way, yardage. love that this is your second play call this season. Yes, it is. Boom. Sideline. Oh, my um, gosh. You just know he's going to be there. Some, some Mario Rudolph is always going to catch So him. I put really hard sliders on. So one of the things you have to do with these sliders, if you don't have a quarterback that's like 80-something or above, yep. is you really have to get your quarterback in a rhythm with quick throw. I played a lot of NCAA. No, I, I um, no but they, did, they, didn't, they didn't get any tackles for a lot. Um, Quinn Ewers could sit back there and do whatever he wanted the entire game. And, oh, come on. Uh, the entire game, he sat back there and did literally whatever he wanted. Yeah. He could pick apart the defense. Yep. Um, and then we saw Alabama go back to what they were last year. We kept saying it. Uh, and I, I'm going to talk about a little bit more of that in depth in a little bit. But my question for you is, what do you make of the, and every Alabama fan is asking this this week, what do you make of the quote-unquote dynasty as it stands? You know, I think... Um Josh Pate had a really good quote about dynasties last year where he said a dynasty doesn't move like a freight train. It moves like an iceberg. Mm-hmm. Where until you're several years away from a dynasty, where it is years and years, you can sit back and say, oh, okay, that is when that ended. And then, you know. But I'm going to be honest with you. Until Nick Saban leaves Alabama, and Alabama or Alabama is clearly out of the playoff picture, we do this for two or three to five years, mm-hmm. then yeah, I, I think it's safe to call it dead. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that. I think there's still a heartbeat here. And listen, if I tell anybody next year, hey, I think Alabama has a shot to the playoff, no one is going to look at me like I'm insane. No, absolutely not. Um, you know, Alabama's got a very deep recruiting class that's coming in next year. They've got a lot of skill position guys coming in. Julian Sands going to be a great quarterback for Alabama. Uh, at that point, uh, Lonergan will have had a full year of practice and work and reps 
um, and getting stronger and things of that nature. Um, so no, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's it's dead or it's you know I definitely think it's dying. But I told you after the 2020, and we said it on this podcast, after the 2020 national title, this dynasty is in its twilight. Yeah, we knew this was happening. This is how it works. College football, and I've said this for a long time. College football is cyclical. Okay, it's it's not something that you can just ah, bad read. It's a bad I think, read I think it was the TV flag. I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> I read that perfectly. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but I think, uh, but I think it's it's something that we're gonna we're gonna sit back one day and we're gonna say, hey, um, you know, it, it probably started its decline in 2020, and then whether or not it's hey, it ended in 2023 or it ended in 2022, whenever it is. I mean, Ooh, that's a pick. Two years ago, Alabama was in the national championship game, right, and had a lead in the fourth quarter, right, and I think. Uh, so no, I'm not. I'm not ready to say that it's dead. I'm. I'm going to say that it's. It's on life support right now. Um, but I. I. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about whether or not uh, you just dropped everything. I just man. dropped my mouse. That was tough. You. You keep um, playing. I'm gonna grab my mouse. I. I just. I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and just say that it's dead. I. I just refuse to do that because I think there's a lot of legs left. The greatest college football coach in history is still on campus in Tuscaloosa, and until he leaves, there's no reason to panic. So here's, I, I, I kind of wanted to do a little diatribe of my own on the Alabama dynasty, as it were. Um, and, and, and my answer to that question, the same one I asked you, what, what's your take on the dynasty at, at moment, present time, is it depends on how loosely you want to define the term dynasty. Because for 13 years, Alabama was oh, that boy. team, right? They were, they were, the, they were the, um, the top dog. They were a top three team year in and year out. Every yeah. year. Even in the big games, the, the big... Marquee, must-see games, top 10, top 15 matchups, the ones that were at nighttime, everybody's watching, everybody's rooting against Alabama. Those games, cool. Alabama still felt like they had an 85% chance to win those, right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's that way anymore. I don't think that Alabama is that head and shoulders above everybody anymore. Yes, they are still a... I'm going to let myself get through this. We'll get back to the game here in a second. Um, a- Alabama is still a top... Team. They're still a top program. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But their days of being either the number one or at worst the number three team every single year, I yeah. think that's done. I think I, they'll be a top ten to twelve team. Which good luck, uh, good good news next year. That's enough to get you in the playoff. But I think I also think there's something to be said about um, that's okay, right? You don't yeah. have to be the top dog every year as long as you're in the conversation every three or four years. That's still a dynasty to me. And Alabama, right now, is still in the conversation. They're still in the conversation. If Alabama goes out and wins every single game this season, they can make it. Now, one thing that we need to do, um, because, again, we're students of the game, we're academics of the game, mm-hmm. is talk about the flip side of the ball and talk about Texas. Well, I do want to say a few more things about Alabama before we move on. Uh, basically, my whole point was leading up, and I don't know what I just audible to. My whole, yes, I know. My whole point was, I think... This is who Alabama is now, right? This is who Alabama is. And I'll say we because I'm an Alabama fan. This is who we are in big games. All right, the last five games, marquee games, the ones I was talking about, the big ones dating back to the Georgia National Championship that we lost. Out of the last five marquee games we've played, Alabama has lost four of them. And one of them was a one-point win over Texas that they should have lost. Yeah. And I'm just turning it. I got to i got to get used to this little lag, I'm not going to lie. Um, but uh, you've got, you got the Georgia game, you've got, the, you've got the, um, the Tennessee game last year, the LSU game last year, and then Texas on Saturday. Alabama is the team that goes out and, and kicks themselves in the butt and doesn't play well and, 
and gets penalties and, and plays down to their opponent. Or This is who they are. They are not the team that, that just goes and, and leaves no doubt anymore. We haven't seen that in a while. I'm not, I'm not going to say that's who we are because I think it is still extremely early in this season to say that. I, another thing that I will say is I really hate that this game was in week two. Sure. I would have loved to have seen what, and Texas would have gotten a lot better sure. too. I'm not saying sure. Alabama wins that game. I just would have liked to have seen it when a little bit more of the kinks were worked out. Now, granted, we don't get that luxury next year either because week two, Alabama goes to Madison, Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin. to play Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, next year's schedule, I think, is going to be one of the hardest schedules in college football history, by the way, but we'll get to that at another time. Um, Try four verts. We haven't done one yet. I'm going to talk about Texas for a second. Yeah. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian is one of the best, if not the best, play caller in college football right now. Um, his, the way that he is able to dissect a defense after the first quarter of play is something that we had the pleasure of having on our side at Alabama. Yeah, for real, though. Um, and then, unfortunately, watched it happen to us um, on Saturday. But it was, it was definitely something where he recognized that... Uh, Anytime he could get single-man coverage, he had a good shot of throwing a completion. As long as Quinn Ewers didn't overthrow his receiver, which he did quite a bit, by the way. Quinn Ewers had a lot of overthrows on Saturday. Yes. Um, and that's something that we need to keep in mind. Uh, Tyler asks, what's changed with Bama in those big games, other teams, and coaching staffs leveling up or a drop-off in Great, Tuscaloosa? great question. Thank so you, So I think what we're seeing is really the culmination of the way the game has changed and the way that the parity has leveled out. Oh, especially the very, very top, the NIL and the transfer portal, teams like Texas, who have traditionally the last 15 years been probably two steps behind Alabama, mm. can flip that roster so quick with talent. And it, it, you are seeing that kind of catch up to Alabama. Alabama doesn't have the same type of player. You've seen a lot of that on Twitter this week. People calling out the Bama standard, ex-players, talking about how the a lot of that is just the nature of college football now. That's just the way things are going. Yeah, I, and I, you're not wrong. And uh, Joe made a good point. First time that Alabama hasn't had, um, or that Alabama's QB play has been underwhelming. And that's a huge part that we're going to yes. talk about next. Yes, Milrow's um, going to be a big part of this discussion. By the way, for those of you who think uh, that we may not have seen this coming, you can go back to Twitter at PI underscore podcast. Go to August 31st. I had Quinn Ewers winning the Heisman. This game is one of the reasons why. The last five quarterbacks yeah, you nailed that call. who beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa all won the Heisman. Three, I think it's three of the last three five. Three of the last five. Yeah. Excuse me, you're right. But yes, um, that's still a crazy stat. But that, I mean, that's, that's, and I really saw them kind of pulling that game out. Now, last week I said that Alabama, I thought Jalen Milrow was a lot better. I'm going to Milrow this and throw, I'm locking it on A. <laughs> but nope. like, uh, switching up. See, you just go through your progressions and you'd still and then throw you a touchdown. Yeah, throw an incompletion. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think uh, I think you're right. I do feel bad for Milrow. Yeah. This is this is not something that I'm like, oh, the, screw that guy. No, he's he he doesn't want to be doing what he's doing. And he showed some really great throws the other day. He had a few good throws. Um, he had one drive where it wasn't just the bombs that he was throwing. He was throwing intermediate passes. He was making the right decision. He was getting outside of the pocket when he needed to. I just don't think he was ready to take over the reins here. Um, I'm not sure that it's a good fit. <laughs> Um, and I told you at halftime it was time to move on, and we didn't do it. We didn't do it. Um, but again, if you don't think that Nick Saban wants what's best for college football, go back and look at his comments about parity, that mm -hmm. we needed more parity in college football. Yeah. It was going to be good for the sport. And now he's getting it, and he's eating it, right? But he still said that was going to be best for the sport, and I agree with him. 
He's not, and he's not making. So let, can we get into the Milrow discussion? Because I've got a lot of yes. things I want to say about Jalen Milrow, and I don't know, but I might be ready to be. I'm very close, if not already there. I want to play two quarterbacks on Saturday. That that much I do know. Oh, I'm, I don't even want to I, play him at all. I want to see Buckner in the game, but I almost want to start Buckner. And here, here's my thing about Jalen Milrow. We've got two things that we've never had at Alabama with him before. He is the most dynamic, best athlete Alabama's ever had at that position. Yes. Right? The way he runs, he's a unicorn. But he, we've also never had a quarterback that turns the ball over, at least going back to what John Parker Wilson, that turns it over the way he does. Yeah. We have always had good quarterbacks that protect the ball. That has been a staple of Alabama. Jake Coker, probably even the worst of all of them, still protected the ball really well. Yes. Right? Um, well, and that used to be the knock on Alabama quarterbacks is they're just game managers. Well, now, if Alabama only had a game manager, we'd be just fine. I'm just not sure that Jalen Milrow is going to get it done. See, Jalen Milrow could be a good quarterback, but here's the thing. He only has the, the bonus features you look for in a quarterback, right? Yeah. He has this, the arm strength, the speed, all the freak stuff. But the things like reading a defense, going through progressions, not turning the ball over, making oh good decisions. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Our quarterback is bad. <laughs> He's Sorry. Good. Sorry, that was a stream issue. Um, that was a comeback route, and he overthrew it by about 16 Well, that'll, we've got the sliders down, and he's a 70. Oh, boy. Seven overall, that so tough. that's, that's going to happen until we're tough. on a new team. All right, sorry about that. Keep going. Keep going. No, so, but he doesn't have the things that you need to be a good quarterback. Right. The, the, the decision-making, the accuracy, all of that is, is lacking and wanting, and he doesn't have it. I need to switch the side of the field this goes to. I hate it when I have to do that. Yeah, sorry about um, that. So, he ha- yeah, he has all the bonus features, and he'll, he'll make, you know, he could be be an elite quarterback, but you have to have at least the bare minimum of knowing how to throw the ball. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's his struggle. Um, no, I would, I would love to see Buckner take snaps Saturday. I don't really care if we see Milrow again. I think we tried it, and it doesn't work, and we need to move on. Um, I don't blame Saban for not trying Buckner. I know that that probably would have been more of a drastic switch. I think this is more of a commentary on how good Tua was at Alabama to the point where Saban had that much confidence to do that in the national yeah. championship game. Um, and that's not an indictment on Jalen Hurts, who is a great quarterback, was a great quarterback, just wasn't working that night, and that happened. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think I think that's that's definitely what Alabama needs to do. I think if Buckner comes out and struggles, I think it needs to be Simpson. If Simpson comes out and struggles, let's go ahead and th- give it to Lonergan. What's going to happen? What's going to happen that hasn't already happened? This quarterback is bad, by the way. Uh, being quarterback good. is not doing well. It's not well. good. Let's just say Brick and I might be hitting the portal this offseason. <laughs> Or Trent Dilford is going to fire us. That being said, I do think Milrow won the competition in fall camp. I do think he played better in fall camp. But Two things can be true. Things change when the bullets go live, right? Yes. And we have to see if we can get a quarterback in there because we're going to need a guy that... Oh, my that... God. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Are we losing? Did Buffalo score twice? Uh, yeah, no. We're down 10-7. No. Not a great... Not a first halftime. Not a great first game for the Blazers, not going to lie. Well, we're, we're going to be fine. Um, but I think... Because to mask up the, 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 the faults on defense in big games, we need a guy that's not going to throw it to the other team. Yes. And that's that. So uh, what else do we have in the Alabama part of this? Um, you, you said you have them losing two more games. I do. I think I do have them at least losing one more. Uh, but we'll see. I, and, and the, I, I, have I will them. say this. I will, I will say this is the silver lining for Alabama. Nick Saban's only gone undefeated twice. This isn't the first time they've lost early no. in the season. This isn't the first time they've lost early in the season, and the entire country all at one time decided to jump off and, and stop caring. Oh, about that was sick. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, so they, they can still do it, but there's a lot. On, on that note, um, 
I will ask you a question and then I want to answer it, which is how we kind of do questions back and forth, I think. Sure. Is normally we just want to answer the questions so we ask the other one. Um, I want to ask you, what does a successful season for Alabama look like at this point? I mean, I'm going to be harsh. I'm going to say it's Alabama. Like, a successful season is winning the national championship. Yeah, well, that was Anything beyond that is, is a disappointment. Uh, I won't say that. I, I think bouncing back, showing, let's face it, showing recruits, hey, this isn't who we are anymore. Yeah. This is, this is, these last two seasons were outliers. Alabama is not the team that comes out and loses games in the regular season. Um, what does that mean? What does that look like? I think it is wins over your rivals, Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is a statement victory in a bowl game. And uh, if we're being honest, a New Year's Six game. I don't think a you know cheese it bowl victory means anything, right? I think this needs to be an Orange Bowl. This needs to be you know, I don't actually remember what the playoff games are this year, so I'm sorry. Um, it, it needs to be a New Year's Six game. Last year it was a Sugar Bowl dominant victory over Kansas State that said, "Hey, look, this is the standard. Next year, this is what we're going to be." Um, and I, I think that needs to happen. I think that's a successful season. I think an unsuccessful season is Someone picks a lot of. Uh, a lot of losses or close wins against teams that don't need to uh, that we don't need to be losing to, and I think uh, I I, th- I think a, a loss to a team that beat Alabama last year is more detrimental than anything. I think a loss to Tennessee would be extremely detrimental. That'd be huge. I think a loss to LSU would be extremely de- detrimental, and I think a loss to Texas A&M would really hurt as well. Um, so it's just it's 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 going to take some time to. Okay, I definitely gave that off. Um, you got a face mask. So it's good. it's it's gonna it's gonna take some time, um, for sure, uh, for Alabama to get right. But I think they will get right, and I think when they do, those wins are going to come back. I think from a national media perspective, if Alabama doesn't figure it out and find a way to make the playoff or at least make it to the SEC title game at the end of the year, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough on them. I think I think and everybody will be declaring uh, recruiting everybody. I mean, the national perception is how when that changes, that'll definitely. Speed up the death of the death. I don't know. I think anything. I'm going to be honest with you. I think having a Nick Saban Trump card kind of helps with that. It does, but because I, if you're if you're if I have a son right now and you come to my living room mm-hmm. and you say, "Hey, he can go play for Brian Kelly or Nick Saban," here is their track record. He's probably choosing Deion Sanders. <laughs> I mean, so let's be honest. That's probably where it's going. Hey, let's move on to other games. You yeah, let's, let's get out. out. Thank uh, you for I'll, listening to Alabama's the first section. I'm done talking about them. Are you done talking about them? We are. We're good. Uh, we'll get, I mean, we'll naturally kind of get back into Alabama as we go along. But there we go. Nice run. Um, I'm, I'm never we talked a little bit about either. Miami, but I put a couple questions on here. So let's ask, uh, given their win against Texas A&M, are you buying them as a threat in the ACC after this week. Absolutely. Yes. You bet I'm your butt you I am. I'm you know you what? Because it's, it's, a, it's, it's a more fun world when Miami's good at college football because it's either going to be one of two things. It's going to be extremely fun mm-hmm. or it's going to be chaotic disaster. Sorry to all of our Miami fans who are listening. That is also going to be extremely fun to watch on the outside. Look, if people get to enjoy Alabama losing, I get to enjoy the chaos that comes with others losing. Absolutely. Well. Now, uh, but I, I like Tyler Van Dyke. I am buying him. I am buying Crystal Ball as a coach. Um, I think his guys are bought in. Um, I almost just threw another pick. Our quarterback is terrible. Uh, I will. I will say that um, Clemson, sort of Clemsoning again, mm-hmm. I think is a huge factor in that. But. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely buying them. I think it's a lot more fun. I think uh, we could be in for a good ride. Oh, oh boy, threw that right to them. They're killing us. Um, 
I'm running the ball for the rest of the game. Uh, yeah, no, I think... Uh, all right, let's see. Norvell going to run through the ACC with the Knolls. Yes, I agree with you. Thank you, Joe. But I don't, I don't think that discounts what Miami's doing or has done. I'm not ready to declare Miami's I don't, back or anything no. yet. But I do... Are they, the, the, question, open here. the question was, are they a threat? And yeah, I absolutely yeah, I think they're a threat. Let's throw that away. Let's get out of that play. I thought um, it was open, but go for it. Um, now yeah, a little no, gun shy. I, I, think, I think that, uh, yeah, I think Jordan Travis is obviously the guy to beat in the ACC right now, but I think if there's a guy who's going to do it, it's a fifth-year senior in Tyler Van Dyke. So the other question that has to be asked from this game is, What's the minimum that Jimbo has to do for the rest of this uh, year to, to keep himself off of the hot seat? Uh, Jimbo needs to upset one of the opponents that he has left on his schedule, be it Alabama, be it LSU, who, whoever it is. Um, he, he needs to make that upset happen. Um, I don't think he can lose another unexpected game like this. Yeah. Because uh, I think a lot of people did have Texas A&M pegged to win this game. Oh, yeah. Most um, people did. And, yeah, I, I don't think that can happen anymore. Um, oh, my gosh. I mean, what can you do? Oh, this is man. all just the sliders. Oh, man. But I'm not going to make him less. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just, I, I think Jimbo is, his back is against a wall. His back is absolutely against a wall. I think he's desperate. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't think Petrino is calling plays. I think it is Jimbo's <laughs> playbook, and he's letting Petrino call from a set number of plays. But I don't think Petrino has been given the reins yet, and yeah. I think that is going to be detrimental to that program. Let's uh, let's go to the other ACC game that will kind of segue into this. Well, uh, North Carolina beat App State uh, 40-34 in overtime. Now it's kind of a pedestrian day for Drake May. He wasn't he wasn't awful. So can I go off about this right quick? Yes. Uh, let me let me set it up. Uh, he was twenty one to thirty. He had two hundred eight yards. They had two hundred thirty four four yards rushing and three touchdowns from O'Marion Hampton, which probably explains oh why he didn't. Go to the airs often, but to, but say what you want to say. Uh, Drake May has not been as advertised this season. Mm-mm. He hasn't. And a that lot yet. of people want to argue with me about that, and that's fine. I'm not saying he's bad, but the two picks he threw against South Carolina were ugly, mm-hmm. and then he had a lot of questionable decisions uh, outside of it. Hold on, six. We needed. Oh, oh my gosh, goal. he didn't go. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't think he's been the lights-out, five-star, uh, certified dude that everybody has projected. Um, and the App State game kind of proved that. That is a team that you need to beat, especially at home. You need to luckily, beat luckily App State did, but soundly. Yes. Soundly. Yes. You need to destroy Wait. App State. And this is two years in a row where he hadn't done it. So here's what North Carolina has done so far this year. By the way, I, I scored our first touchdown. What do you think? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Uh, But no, no, no. Okay. So, and they missed the extra point. Okay. Well, that's why I was confused. It said 13. (laughs) They missed the extra point. Um, Yeah. So, their win over South Carolina was impressive. I'll give them that. That was an impressive win going away in the in the in the late stages of that game. I I mean I guess but Spencer Rattler was terrible at the end of that game. Well, there was a reason. I mean, the the UNC defense was the reason he was terrible. I'm I'm giving them that credit there. Oh, um, my gosh. Jesus, How does he throwing these darts all of a sudden? All right. Just for those of you who are listening to the pod, it's 17-13 Buffalo with a minute 15 in the third quarter. Uh, we just scored our second touchdown of the season. Congratulations, Coach. Uh, and uh, our quarterback's terrible. This is Dilfer's debut, by the way. He is I very like bad. that they have uh, the new protective stadium modded into the game, though. That's really That's pretty cool. Really good work by the revamped crew. Yeah. This is supposed to be Legion Field. I assumed it would be. 
Um, but yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, UNC's 2-0. And nobody can take that from him. I think Drake May, by the way, I think is a great quarterback. Um, I just want to see better decision-making from him. So, UNC's still doing what I said they always do. And I said that last week on the podcast. They play down to their opponent, right? They played up for the big primetime game of the week against South Carolina. App State comes to town and it's a sleepwalk again. Um, I didn't call a good play there. So, I don't know. So, Rank the three teams, and I'm sure you'll put FSU one after the first two weeks, but FSU, Miami, North Carolina. Duke. Duke, that's a good point. I, I think, I, and I don't think they're better than UNC. Calm down, Tar Heels people, calm down. That's not what I'm saying. I think that they're a very good football team, um, and they're a lot better than we gave them credit for at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I think Mike Elko is a lot better of a coach, and I do not see him at Duke next year. I don't know what job he's going to get. I don't know what job he's going to be offered, but I don't think he's at Duke. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know there's any way he could be at Duke. He's going to get a big time. So, time. I mean, Duke's quarterbacks were perfect Saturday. Did I tell you that? 28 of 28. 28 for 28. That's insane. Um, so, yeah, no, I think Duke belongs in that conversation. I think right now this is a four-horse race, and the four Ooh. teams are – oh, that was ugly. Ooh, Ooh we dodged a bullet there. Um, I think the four Not teams are there. UNC, Duke, Florida State, and Miami. And that is just what we all predicted at the beginning of the right. season. Um, but yeah, no, UNC's, hey, look, like I said, they're 2-0. Nobody can take it from them. Um, their defense is much improved, too, and I think that's huge. That is a huge thing for them this year. Another good game, and the score doesn't indicate it, but uh, Ole Miss beat Tulane 37-20. Uh, the score was a lot closer up until the end than the, the final score looked like. This was a good game, a, a hard-fought game that Tulane led a, a, a solid amount of, a lot of... Basically through towards the end of that second half. Yeah. Yep. Um, Pete Golding defense, baby. Bama plays them in two weeks. What 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 uh, what odds are we giving Ole Miss here on an upset? I can give you a much better answer of that after Saturday when I see who trots out on the field and takes snaps for Alabama at quarterback. Mm -hmm. If it is Jalen Milrow, I give Ole Miss a very good chance of winning that game in Tuscaloosa. I think if Alabama can't figure out how to affect the quarterback better than they did to Quinn so, Ewers. Jackson Dart's going to do a lot that of similar is, things. That's one thing I will say. I do not think Ole Miss's... Uh, oh, oh boy. I don't know why I threw that I one. don't think Ole Miss's um, offensive line is as good as Texas's. Yeah. I think with two weeks under their belts, Kevin Steele's defense is going to start clicking a lot better. Mm -hmm. Caleb Downs was also very ill in the second half. I don't know if we talked about that. Um and I think that's a huge part of that defense this year, which is scary. Eh, it's both scary because he's a true freshman and it's great. Yeah. Right? Because he's a true freshman, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I don't see that. I don't see the defense being as much of an issue as you do. I'm not saying you're discredited in how you feel. You're absolutely right. It's yeah. been pretty despicable. Um, but I will say I, I, I see them settling in a little bit better. Um, so yeah, no, I, I definitely, right now, I definitely could see a world where. Uh, where Ole Miss, sorry, I just giggled because I realized I'm about to go on a seven-minute drive and win the game. Please do, because um, I've thrown three picks, and I, I'm very rusty at I this think, uh, I think that, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to run the clock out of this game. I just realized our entire offense needs to go I'll, through I'll move now. on to the next game. No, 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 hold on, one more thing. Sorry, yeah. Um, I think they have a good shot at it. I don't think it is going to be as close of a game as it was last year. Um, that will go one of two ways. That could either mean that Ole Miss is just that much better and beats Alabama pretty handedly, or Alabama's defense steps up, 
They get their quarterback situation. Again, a game manager will win out for Alabama. Mm -hmm. That is what they need. Establish the run, and they need somebody who won't turn the ball over, and I think they can win out. Uh, next game, Oregon beating Texas Tech 38-30. Oh, good. 30. Gosh, this I was game. surprised because Tech, I would have taken, and I w did put money on it correctly, I picked them to cover, but I thought Oregon was going to win this by way more. The spread was only six, which was surprising. I guess I was underrating Texas Tech. Texas Tech's a good squad. Oregon had a 20-point fourth quarter to, I guess, come back and win this game. They were losing. Um, are you surprised or worried, or what, what, what do you make of this game? Um, I'm a little surprised. I mean, it's Bo Nix, so you never really... <laughs> no, this that's is true. such a bad play call by me. Uh, we're going to get out, and we're going <laughs> to... <Yeah. laughs> I think... <laughs> I think... Uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I think Bo Nix is just a very odd creature. I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback like him where it's so... Obvious that in a big game he's going to show out and be that guy, and then in a Oregon is playing Texas Tech in week two. Surely Bo Nix won't look awful, and then of course he looks awful. Did he? I I thought he had a pretty good game. I don't remember his stats. Here's the thing: it's fourth Oregon... and six from midfield. Can I go for it? Oh, no. no. There you go. Hopefully they don't score. Oh boy. Oh, good. All yeah, right, they didn't score. You got four and a half minutes left. We're down by four. I'm gonna commit a little uh, more to the run. Um, no, but technically Oregon did what they, they covered. They did what they were supposed to do, which is I just shocked that that was covering for them against Texas Tech. That that's I was really my I was more thing. shocked by the next game you have written down here. Utah only beat Baylor by seven. Now, granted, Cam Rising still isn't back for Utah. Yes. He should be back. Could They're be hoping back he's week. back this week. Yeah. Um, but that game was surprising to me. Maybe we're, and this is this is what we do early in seasons. Right, we sit here and we go, oh well, such and such beat such and such, and then it's it's dumb. Yeah. Maybe Texas State is better than we thought. Could be. They've got T.J. Finley, um, former Auburn and former LSU quarterback, um, who is I, I think he's found a good groove in the offense that he's in. Um, so maybe Baylor was a little bit better than we thought because Texas State was better than we thought, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't know, man. Utah's uh, Utah. I think can still win the Pac-12, but they've got to get Cam Rising back, and he needs to be Cam Rising. Yeah. Right? I, I don't think that offense clicks without him. So Utah, as far as a, you know, if they, if they get Cam Rising back, you know, what, what, what they've, they've been able to sort, I don't want to use the word escape, but they've been able to get by without him for two wins, and that's huge because if yeah. he comes back and he plays well, what, what kind of contender status are you putting him at? Uh, I think their ceiling is a 10-win season this year. Um I just, I haven't seen, oh my gosh, what a throw. I haven't seen, uh, that's a first down for UAB, 352 left down by four. I think. Actually, the camera's blocking, so thank you for saying yeah, that. Yeah, you can't really see what's going on. I can't see the. I, I think, uh, you have three timeouts, by the way, that. We're going for it all here. Utah really. Um, this is a 15. They, they've shown us time and time again that they're a team that just can't quite hit that lip yes. and go over that hump. Yes. If they do that this year, they are set up to be a very, very good Pac-12 team. Excuse me. Big 10 team. Big 10 team. Um, and, and contend and really give people like Ohio State and the Michigans of the world some headaches. Uh, but they, they, this is a big year for them. I think their ceiling is 10 wins, unfortunately, because like I just said, they kind of can't win the big one. Yeah. And this year they have a couple of big ones, and they always seem to slip up in a small one too. 
Um, and until they can start riding those wrongs, I'm just not sure I'm buying them. Uh, so they're not a contender. They're a dangerous team. Nationally. I think yeah. they're a contender in the Pac-12 in a sense this year that they can go and upset somebody like they did last year. Yeah, they did it last year. There's no, no reason they can't. Um, the last game that I have to discuss sort of a little bit at length was this crazy sort of Notre Dame-NC State game where they you have a little bit more insight. You've been, you were talking yeah. to people that were there. Tell us what happened. There. That was a super strange game. There was a lot of lightning. They evacuated everybody to PNC Arena, which if you don't know is across the street from Carter Friendly Stadium where the pack play. Um, shout out to uh, Colleen. Shout mm-hmm. out to Cam. Shout out to Heather. All three of those people, <laughs> all of our friends, uh, were at the game and had to go to PNC and then go back, and it was a huge mess. And then it was this weird sort of standoff. I don't know. It's it's really weird to play in Carter Finley, man. Like like a lot of teams go there and they just don't really succeed because it's such a strange place to play. By the way, UAB just took the lead. Way to go, Brick. Um, I started to get a little nervous. Now. I'm actually gonna watch this extra point because they keep miss the CPU keeps missing all our kicks. I think uh, so. I think that oh gosh, we're gonna lose the this super, 2019. No, the aren't super we? sim misses kicks way more often than IRL. Oh, okay. So a lot of times I'll just watch uh, them. So yeah, we're we're up 20 to 17 by the way. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it it was a very strange game. And then finally Notre Dame kind of woke up and took back over. Um, I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about Notre Dame. I know Sam Hartman's good. I don't know about the rest of the team. Big fourth and ten here, by the way. Big fourth and ten for the Blazers. Uh, what do you think? Do you think Sam Hartman is the only reason Notre Dame's good, or do you think that's actually a good I, football I, team? I think it's a program gain. That was big for us. That was a program gaining steam. Um, I, I, I was playing, and I might have missed a couple things you said there, but no. That listen, Notre Dame's got a huge, huge path. They've got no. They've got. Ohio State in two weeks, and I think five weeks they've got USC. But those games are both at home. Sam Hartman has, is, is not easy, but as is, is a direct path to both a Heisman and a playoff berth. Is anybody in the country right now? I mean, those two wins will do wonders for that resume, right? So, I think if he can win one of those convincingly, uh, that's ball game, by the way. Um, I think if he can win one of those convincingly and look really, really solid doing it, that he is at least invited to New York. I will say this, and this is going to piss off some Tar Heel fans. Sam Hartman right now is what we thought Drake May was going to be. Yeah, and I thought Sam Hartman was going to struggle a lot more, and he's not. Um, and not only that, but he's putting up, you know, him numbers while doing it. I mean, he's putting up really good numbers through yeah. three games. They've yeah. played three games. Everybody else has played two. Notre Dame's played three. Um, I'm just going to read these these ones off here. Uh, these are just other scores. You know, I know people listening to podcasts like the other team's name said. So let's just name off some other. Florida State beat Southern Miss 66-13. Uh, 66 points with the Seminoles. That that, that was a, that was a pipe dream two years ago. With, yep. uh, three years ago with Willie Taggart. Georgia, uh, slow start, but they ended up taking down Ball State 45-3. Um, Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, they both won 35-7, which I thought was funny, over lesser opponents. Yeah. Um, USC beating Stanford 56-10. Caleb Williams, just uh, another easy day at the at the ball field for him. I think they only kept him in the first half of that game. They, they yeah. destroyed him. Yep. Uh, I'll ask you, you might have some insight to this because you've got a lot of Tennessee fans around, but Tennessee 30, Austin P 13. That game was, I, I was looking for my phone. It's right here. I want to look at the stats from that game um, because that one was sort of, in the middle of a bunch of games, and I didn't really think I needed to pay attention to it. But Austin P hung around a lot 
later yeah. than the governors maybe should have. Yes. Uh, by the way, team name the governors. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not sure if it's a Milton issue. Let me pull up these scores. I'm just, I'm a little, I'm interested to see what Tennessee does from here on out. I'm interested to see what they do against Florida this week. That's going to be a huge game. Um, as the Blazers win their first game, by the way. Congratulations, yeah, Coach. Yeah, I don't know how we pulled that one Congratulations, out. Coach. Oh, I, I couldn't think of a name. So our, our coach's name is Quincy Radar. <laughs> I thought it sounded Why? cool. I don't know. Why? I don't know. We can change it. I just needed to put something in while I was setting this up. All right, let's, here. I'm putting that in the chat. Chat, do we like Quincy Radar? That actually, you know what? It's growing on me. It it sounded good as I as I typed it in. Um, so I, I thought Quincy earlier today that radar. radar. This is before I even thought about NCAA, but I thought Radar would be like a cool name for somebody. Yeah, Coach Radar. Hey, Coach, Coach, Coach Raid. Oh my gosh, Air Radar. Air Raid. Air Radar. That's not bad. Um, I don't really do much uh, recruiting. Um, at, at Tennessee was up stops, thirteen to six at half of this game. And they outscored Austin P ten nothing in the third quarter, and then tied him in the fourth quarter. So without, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe Milton's just not what I thought he was. Twenty one for thirty three for two twenty eight and two touchdowns. Not a great day at the ball field, but not terrible. Um, I've been saying all off season that the people that expected them to come in and be Hendon Hooker right away. We're yeah. going to be disappointed. Now Tennessee's two and zero, and they've looked good. Tennessee's two and zero. Looked as good as last year, but it's a team sort of building up to maybe a, a you know a, a contention spot. Um, another game: Colorado thirty-six, Nebraska fourteen. Dion blows them out of the water again. What do we what do we take of the uh, the Buffs? Dion struggled in the first half with this one, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think the more oh, at Oklahoma, by the way, we're gonna do no this big one. deal. Week two, that's perfectly fine. We're gonna play another one, right? Yeah, we're gonna play we're one gonna more, play and then another. and that should probably be. Uh, the end but of yeah, I think. Uh, oh gosh. I think the more tape people get on Dion, the harder it's going to be yeah. for, for them to go out and do the things that they're doing. Now, granted, they're a good team, dude. We missed. We missed. We are going to be the big. first people to tell you when we miss. We missed about Jalen Melrose being back mm-hmm. and being about that guy. And then we miss on Colorado this year. And that's okay. I also missed on LSU this year. So far. So far. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm buying Colorado. I think they're going to have a really interesting year, man. How do you feel about them storming the field postgame? I actually didn't see that. Yeah, it it kind of it, it matches up with what the, what they've been. I'm fine with it. Like yeah, all like, these people, sports is supposed oh, to be fun. I'm not going to get that. Mad. I I kind of want to go on a tirade for a second. Yeah, please. Have you seen the Amari Nye Black stuff? I've seen it now. Yes. What's, what's, unfortunately. What, all right. Okay. Because I can tell you, you and I already disagree on this. Uh huh. A lot of people pissed off that he was happy that. So if you don't know, Amari Nye Black is a player for Alabama. Uh, he actually had a great touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the Texas game. After the game, he went Instagram Live and was giddy at the amount of viewers that he had. Okay, A lot of people very upset with this, very disappointed in this, and I get that, mm-hmm. and I understand where they're coming from. But I want to take a step back and look at an 18-year-old that just had probably one of the toughest nights of his life, right? Sure. Trying to find a shred of joy on social media. And I don't mind people that are saying, hey, you know, he's not focused on what he needs to be focused on, things like that. But you have 60-year-old men yeah. now writing to him on social media about, you need, to be, you need to be in the film room. You need to be... Shut up, dude. Yes, that is, that, is where, he that wanted, is where it gets very dumb. He wanted to have a little bit of happiness that night. Mm-hmm. And I get it. it. The timing was terrible. But if he does it on a Monday, who cares? Let the guy have it. I don't know. Maybe... Oh, that was a bad pass, bud. 
Um, he's made pick six. No. No, our running back's a great tackler. He's going to do that a lot this season. That's my fourth since the start of the stream. I'm so, yeah, no, I, I just, sorry, I wanted to mention that. I, I Look, I get it. Chat, what do you think? We're going to leave it up to chat. I, I know you don't like it. And like no. I said, I don't love it, but I just, what I like even less is our dumb fans. I don't mind. I'm, I agree with what you're saying about everybody wants to make a big deal out of everything. He's not the first athlete. I mean, every podcast, every athlete now has would a podcast. You, would you have rather gone, he goes on Instagram Live and goes, oh man, we suck. No, Jalen Milrow sucks. Every athlete has a podcast like, now. God, Paul George. Leave him Draymond, alone. Every dude. NBA player for sure, but they're, uh, Tyreek Hill. We just fumbled. We're so toast. We're so toast. This is like gonna be We're getting game. so fired. You did one play. You okay. can stick with the next one. All right. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I don't know. Uh, thank you, uh, Forrest, for saying that we should name our coach Rich French. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Rich French, if you're watching, what's up, dude? Shout out. Um, other games, uh, James Madison beat uh, Virginia with a nice 36-35 win. That was a crazy comeback. Go Shout Dukes. out, Leslie go, Martin. Go, Leslie. Go Dukes. Win. Uh, I didn't watch any of this game because I was still pouting, but Auburn beat Cal 14-10. Uh, that was a absolute rock fight. I was not pouting because I was watching. Do you even have Arizona State on here? Yeah, you do. Thank I you do. for doing that. I was actually, I won't say I was as upset. I was, I had gotten over Alabama losing. I mm-hmm. like kind of like rage cleaned my place for like thirty minutes and felt I've way better I've done that after. Many times. Um, <laughs> Dolphins lost. Got to clean the house. Got to clean the house. I'm gonna be. Mean, I'm either gonna clean or I'm gonna be mean to somebody. I might as well take this anger and and put it some, towards something. Fruitful. Productive, yes. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I rage cleaned my place. I got all cozy in bed, turned the fan on, and uh, flipped on the forks. And the forks were taking it to him, and then Until gave up <laughs> a thousand yards to Gunner Gundy. Did you know that's his son's name? No, that who's playing quarterback for Oklahoma State right now. Yes. How are not more people not talking about this? I don't know. Gunner Gundy. I don't know. That's, that is. First of all, that doesn't sound like a quarterback saying. That sounds like a, I don't know, like a, what position would you say that? Like a right outside linebacker? Gunner Gundy? Like yeah. a guy with his hand in the dirt usually? Yes, uh, I would say that, or that's like a very uh, slow, bumbling, like, fullback. Yeah. You know? Uh, okay, so you've got right here through two weeks, who are your top four teams, bud? My top four, I would put Texas at one. Because they just beat Alabama at home, and nobody has a more impressive win yet. Uh, and I can I can only go by what we've seen so far this year. I can't. I'm not going by what people did last year, right? Otherwise, Georgia would still be one. Uh, I've got Florida State at two. They've got the other impressive win. Um, if that wasn't, we're going for it on fourth and three. <laughs> let's do it. Technically, that was a neutral site. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, there's no real science in this. It's two weeks. I mean, I'm, there's no right or wrong. Oh, Picked nice. it up. Nice. Uh, and then I got USC and Georgia. Those are the four teams. And in no particular order, I suppose, I should say, that I would have as, you know, if I, had, if I was a, a voter and I had to come out with a top four, if the playoff was released in week two instead of like week eight when they start doing it, those are the four I'd have in the playoff today. So unbiased, I'd have Bama at one. Um, yeah, right. No, I would, I, would, uh, I would say I've got Florida State as my one. I've got uh, Texas as my two. I've got Georgia as my three. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think USC at four is, is pretty safe and sound. Um, I just – Arguments I, can be made for Colorado. They have a ranked win. Not many teams have a ranked win. On I'm not putting yet. Colorado in my top 25 when they were uh, – top four. Excuse me, top four. Yeah. Top four, you're right. Um, I'm not putting them in my top four when they were tied with Matt Rule at Nebraska. For a large majority of that game. 
Sorry, but no. I mean, Georgia was tied with. I mean, they were they were up by what six and a half against an inferior opponent the look, other day. Look, look, this is this is about the video game. Yes. But our receivers are all running miles uphill. <laughs> for this for is, dropped passes, this is insane. I forgot what it's like to start at a school like oh this. Oh my with the, with, gosh! With, with the uh, with the sliders I put, and I am gonna try not to lower them, but it's it's tough sledding. It really is. Oh um, boy. Okay, you take that away from me. Which, uh, yeah. yeah. You you take us into the, the. We've got some games here to talk about. It's a pretty yeah. bare week. There's not a ton of there's not a matchups, ton. but there's some interesting matchups, like five or six. Oh nope. Oi, dude, we missed huge. There is a huge storyline that is the per. This is the perfect time. Joe, you have saved us. Thank you so much. Yeah, please. Thoughts on the Mel Tucker situation at Michigan State makes a lot more sense why so many guys jumped ship this off season. If you don't know, go Google it. I don't even feel comfortable saying it, but essentially, Mel Tucker, uh, as he says, misinterpreted a conversation with a sexual assault victim and thought they were having uh, relations over the phone. Mm -hmm. He admitted to this. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a nightmare. I, I, don't, I don't even know where to begin on this because I couldn't believe it when I read it Sunday morning. I I don't know where to take that. I mean, it's just disappointing. It's just he's. That's it's just so another. Awful. It's just another. By the way, don't forget he's the reason that these coaches' contracts have been exploded in the last what two three years. Yeah, it's been three years. That's a great screen pass. Please get out of bounds before you fumble. Um, I I yeah man. I just it's ugly. It's an ugly situation. It's an awful situation. I don't. It, it's just bad, dude. It's just bad all around. It's just especially it's especially disappointing when it's coaches. I'm, I mean, I'm a little tired of things happening like this, but it's it's I hate to say inevitable. It's just oh, I forgot how slow he is. Let's truck him. Oh yes, sir. Oh my gosh, our quarterback's <laughs> a tank. Um, no, I, I yeah no. Bell Tucker's situation is awful. Um, I can't believe D'Antonio is coming back. Yeah, that's insane. That's crazy. Um, but no, he should be fired. That's uh, that's and he will be truly abhorrent. He I, will I, be. I I cannot believe that. Still, at this day and age, we are having issues like this um, with with dudes that have such an inflated ego that they feel like they can do stuff like this. It's mm -hmm. disgusting, dude. Mm -hmm. And yet, they keep, they'll, he'll find a job. Sure. <laughs> he'll find a job somewhere. DJ Durkin's still working, bro. Uh, the, the Celtics coach is now with the Rockets. It's just, it's, it's just ugly. So thank you for the question. I, that was the perfect time to bring that up. Oh, my gosh. What They're getting that? open this game. They're getting more open than they were last. Except my pick earlier. Uh, okay. Next week on the podcast, I will not be throwing these interceptions, and we can keep talking about games. We oh my gosh! Okay, South Carolina, Georgia, twenty-seven and a half. Yeah, I think Georgia's going to stomp South Carolina at home, which means Spencer Rattler's about to throw for six hundred yards and a win. Twenty-seven and a half is a lot for a conference, but I think they covering. cover. They're covering. That South game. Carolina's been a huge disappointment so far. They played better in week one than they did in week two in a loss. Maybe. Did they win Saturday? I actually don't remember. Uh, upset alert you have written. Minnesota at UNC. UNC is a seven and a half point. I will not say upset alert. I'm looking for the upsets. So I, I put I, one there. I will say Minnesota covers. Uh, because, and the reason I put that is because we keep seeing North Carolina play down to their opponent. I'm cheesing here by making the defense creep in. I know that, but this I'm going to do it. This is six. This is six. Yes, it is. Oh, not quite. Not quite six, but good enough. Um. That was a little cheesy. But, no, it's just because I think when with North Carolina being 
what they've been doing, which is playing down to their opponent. They mm-hmm. are any given week at risk of being upset. Yeah, So absolutely. against a team like Minnesota, who they're not comfortable seeing a lot, they don't see all the time, I think there's a decent chance we see that upset. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee at Florida in the Swamp. Tennessee is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't see this being an upset. I do see this being a game where, at the end, Tennessee has a lot more questions than they have answers. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do see Tennessee covering, but I won't be surprised at all. Now, granted... Graham Mertz is awful. He is so bad. He is so bad. But that is a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. That is an early rivalry game after Tennessee did not look good against Austin P. However, that being said, I could definitely see a world where Tennessee says, okay, no more last week. Yeah. Let's go out and curb stomp. I think what I'm afraid of with, with Tennessee right now is they are no longer – I'm just running three – Time to throw I, a yeah, game. I don't care. I'm Good. not passing right I now. Wish I, Bill will, I will throw a pick on this play. If, if Bill O'Brien play. would have done that, we would have won we'll the read championship. Option. Read option should score here, right? Um, no. Last year, the target wasn't on Tennessee's back. They're not sneaking up on anybody this year. They are a known commodity, right? Six. And so... Way to go, coach. So are they, are they now a team that has the makeup of a team that could sleep through and, and misjudge an opponent like they could with Florida? Because... They're probably looking a little past Florida the way Florida started. They could be if they are that team. I think if it wouldn't have been for them being so uh, underwhelming against Austin P, I'd probably yeah. agree with you. But I think they're going to want to right a lot of those wrongs. Um, and I, I do think they'll get the win. I do think they'll cover. But I think it, this very well could be a game where Tennessee's going, okay, what's going on? I just think Tennessee hates Florida so much that they won't sleepwalk through this. I actually would pick them to cover. I would have them winning this game by more than 10. Duke is a 19-point favorite over Northwestern, and I am taking them covering. Yeah, I didn't put any discussion there. It was I am just, taking them covering. When's the last time you've seen Duke against a power we five We have the team? ball inside the red zone again. I think we got a turnover somehow. UAP's defense, man. Yeah, we gotta we gotta punch this in for a touchdown. We can win this game. I threw a pick and that was disappointing. But other than that, we're, that win, we're winning this good. game. We're beating we're beating number nineteen Oklahoma in their first game. No, this it's great. Like, when is the last time Duke was a nineteen point favorite over a Power Five team? They I would like, may have been at one point last season. Oh, Power Five team? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've they've beaten cupcakes by that. But but against a Power Five, especially a Big Ten, I don't know Northwest and the the dregs of the Big Ten, but you know. It's 19 points against a Power 5 team and your Duke. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Bama is minus 32 at South Florida, right? I think that's a lot more about South Florida. How does Florida. Alabama respond to that? That's so, what I'm asking. I think it's a lot more about South Florida than it is Alabama, that point total. If you think that's huge, I don't disagree with you. I think South Florida is that bad. No, my question is how does Alabama respond? Oh, dude, he just dropped it again. You're going to be running so many stairs on Monday, bro. Um, yeah, watch that field goal. I think... Uh, I, I think Alabama responds well. I think they establish the ground game a lot better. I think the defense settles in a lot better. I do. I am not sure if they're covering. I'm going to be honest with you. I could see them winning by 20. I do not see them winning by 32. I see. That. I think. I think they now, will be right at that cover line. Now, granted, uh, I you know they beat the daylights out of MTSU a couple of weeks ago, and I'm not sure that this MTSU team wouldn't beat this USF team. Yeah. I think they are that bad. Um, but All right, I accidentally started it late, so I've, I'm in, they, the pen. The, the super sim got me a penalty, guys. So I've got to get first and fifteen here. Yeah, it, well, you're gonna get it. But we got the ball back. So I'm gonna well, you're gonna up. get it. Uh, we have um, you. You have a very interesting question written here, which is not who starts at quarterback. Who finishes the game? Who finishes the game? I think it's Buckner. 
I, I seriously see a world mm. where, oh, he just got it. Annihilated, blindside. Yeah, uh, by I the way, Blazers down 17-10. Two and a half minutes left in the first half. Hey, I'll be okay going down four at halftime against Oklahoma. If you can only squeak out a field goal, I'm okay with that. I am going to call some sort of screen here. I love this call by Joe. Joe says, Kansas State, Missouri, I, upset watch. I had that on the... Yeah, I've got that on the week three games on the side of our screen. Those are ones that we can talk about now that we've got still a half to, to stall. Because all the stuff on our, on our uh, docket now are gone. So we just, we're just going to... That game's in Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas State is a five-point favorite. I have not watched a lot of Kansas State this year. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but I do know that Missouri's picked it up a lot since last year. I think uh, they're kind of starting to buy into Eli Drinkwitz. I can't believe I've just said that sentence. Um but, I, I, yeah, I, I could definitely see a world where Missouri wins this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we need them to not score here. You're, so, and they did. There we go. Let's say. <laughs> we can win this. I, I, okay, so let's say this. We can uh, also talk NFL now that our docket's up. Oh, God, I don't want to talk about oh, NFL. Oh, you probably don't, yeah. Dude, I the, would love to. Oh, my gosh, the Bills are so. I know you want. Okay, can we talk about Tua? Please. Okay, we are getting creamed this game. Uh, I'm gonna come back and win this. Um, oh, Dilfer is just letting our guys have it right now. He is. Uh, he is. All right, Tua threw arguably one of the best balls I've ever seen him throw, and I have seen him throw some absolute dimes. He threw two on the same drive. Dilfer's dimes, if you will. Dilfer's dimes. He threw. Okay, so there was a third down throw to Tyree Kill where he was running forward. Yep. And he and Hill had a step, but he just. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Good call. Um, anyway, he threw. He, you've seen it. It was that last drive uh, that helped set up the touchdown. And then the touchdown, the fade route to to Hill that just I don't know how he what put that ball there, and where he placed that ball, how it how it got through. Still, I it still fools me. He had that was the best. Oh my gosh! It, well, either that or the Ravens game were the, the two best games of his career. But no, it was the um. It was really cathartic because of the the last three four years of being compared to Justin Herbert to go there out there beat him at home, and look that good doing it. After nearly beating him last year, I wouldn't say sorry. that. The, sorry, the Chargers sorry. had their number last I, year. I know people on podcasts are probably thinking, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> I almost just got sacked with forty seconds left in the first half on a drive where we really need points, and uh, whew, I got out of it. But it was it was a nail biter. Uh, I love these old curl routes, by the way. If if, if we've got this all the time, that's gonna be open there. Whomp, got it. Ooh, I wanted to spin. And you can that. break that second tackle too. That's that's what yep. it was crazy. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, no, I think it was very cathartic, especially for you. I think that the Dolphins are in a similar spot as the Bills, if I can be so bold to say so. Got to get the ground game going a little bit better. Yeah, uh, uh, they, actually, they, they were running the ball well. They just. Kept going to Tua. I mean, they they were getting five yards of carry. They had they had success. How do you feel about Tua Tungavailoa designed runs? No, absolutely never again. I looked at you and I said uh, naked bootleg at one point, and I thought you were going to punch me in the face. <laughs> I do not want to see any any kind of designed anything for him. I had to get rid of that. Hey, you're one. in field goal range. You're I know running. I am. I know. I'm 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 panicked. He's smarter than me. I'm panicked. Um, all right, I'm going back to the formations. I don't know how you play in the ass coach mode. Um, it's just a. <laughs> I don't like to scroll. Other, okay, so what other teams impressed Especially you? Especially a playbook I don't know very well. What other teams impressed you? Uh, who beat, well, the team I'm wearing, who beat the Seahawks? Whoever beat the Seahawks, I'm, they're, they're escaping me, but I did not expect the Seahawks to lose that game. Um, 
Uh, the Patriots in a loss surprised me, especially Mac Jones. He had a rough start to that game, the way he got it back together. And threw he, for did, he did battle yards. back. Yeah, he, he battled back. He had one of the better passing games of any quarterback in week one. Uh, obviously, the Lions were impressive. But I'm going, I'm going unless somebody's already commented who, uh, who, who beat um, uh, the 49ers, obviously. Just, and, then the, and then the Browns. I'd say those are the, really the big winners of week. The Browns shutting down the, uh, the, uh, the Bengals like that. And oh, no. the 49ers beating the Steelers handily. They all looked really, really just going end zone. Who? Uh, I was trying to break a tackle. Uh, I got to turn yeah, out. Yeah. We're going to get a couple shots to the end zone here. Uh, but I need to get in the end zone. Yeah, the, the throw has to be to the end zone and not, on, not to Oklahoma. Cause that, this is where I always turn it over. Um, yeah, man. I, I, the, all right. We can talk about the Bills. Because I know you really want to talk about how terrible they are. I'm not going to... I will. I mean, no. I will. I'll be blunt. I've been blunt about Alabama, and I'll be blunt about you guys. Should not have let that one get away. Oh, thank you, Brick. I'm just. That's no. He's in. Let's go. I we am an that. offensive guy. We needed dude. that. What needed people that. don't understand about me is I just understand. No, football. Quincy. I mean, Quincy Radar knows how to scheme. By the way, game. we are down seven now, going into halftime. If that, you're listening, that's, good, on, that's at Oklahoma. If you're listening on pod, um, but no, it, look, man, Josh Allen can't be this gunslinger, dude. If, uh, apparently, the Manning cast. He told Peyton Manning at one point, like, I'm not going to be that guy anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to be the gunslinger who just chucks it up and just watches what happens, right? Um, just watch this third and 20. I, 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 I just, I'm not going to be that guy. And then he was that guy all night last night. He, when, also, when, also, you sitting here and being like, I was going to be harsh. I'm a harsh on Alabama. Well, you root for Alabama. That's way different. You want me to be harsh about the Dolphins the last three years? <laughs> the last, try the last 30. <laughs> oh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be way quicker than you to be harsh about the Dolphins. Or I am just waiting for it to crumble. I am waiting for it. Chat, talk. chat. What do you want us to talk about? Throw up a question. Forrest, or throw we'll up just, a question. Let's keep talking about the game. We can talk about Mason Garcia. We can. ECU quarterback Mason Garcia. One of the reasons why I was so glad ECU didn't win the boat was because of Mason Garcia. Oof. But I really wanted Forrest to be like involved in this. Um, ah, to that late. He's still missing. Still, still should have been a catch. Um, ECU looked terrible. App State, by the way, really surprised me against North Carolina. I didn't really go back on App State there, but mm-hmm. I didn't think they had a snowball's chance in hell in that game. Yeah. Um, but they played great, man. I mean, they, they looked good. Uh, ECU, App State, there's got to be, that has to be a rivalry trophy at some point. I know it probably isn't right now. At some point, that needs to be a trophy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you would call it. The Mountaineer Pirates. Oh, if they were only the Buccaneers, you could call it the Buccaneer Trophy, but spell the near with Mountaineer, you know? That would be tight. That would be pretty sweet. Uh, uh, what else are you looking forward the to? Forrest just said, don't. He's so bad. <laughs> he is. He was He was the worst quarterback I've watched in a while. It, <laughs> it, was, was, really, it was really rough. It was fascinating watching he and Jalen Milrow basically do the same thing on two completely different type of playing levels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Milrow wasn't much better, but well, he had a little success. Let me pull up some more scores from Saturday. Oh, JMU with the late comeback against Virginia. I know we talked about it a little bit, but that was an awesome comeback. Yeah, fantastic. Was a great I always game. like seeing them succeed because, um, you know, they're, they're kind of new to the scene. Absolute BS. I'm new in town. Abs- <laughs> absolute BS that they can't go to a bowl game, by the way. Yeah. Or compete for the Sun Belt title. Um, that's right. that's, that's absolute BS. Oh, my team. gosh. Youngstown State. Youngstown State. Scored on their opening drive, and Paxton Rembis nearly took his shirt off. He was we, we so thought, happy. We thought the upset was coming. He was so happy. 
Ohio State, third best team in the Big Ten East with the fourth best quarterback. I have... I full Yikes. on agree. Uh, right now, they are the third best team in that in that division. They they really need to pick it up, but I also could see this being one of those seasons where they pick it up and they're really annoying at the end of the season. Because Ohio State always does this, man. Yeah. Michigan always also does this, dude. Where Michigan just struggles early in the season to make us think like, oh, oh, they're human, and then they just go out and destroy everybody. Fortun- unfortunately for Ohio State, they have big games coming up. Uh, fortunately for Michigan, they don't play a ranked team till November. <laughs> Congrats, you're Georgia. You're Georgia with more snow. Bad decision. Bad decision. And better academic structure in Jim Harbaugh. Also, the Jim, Har- the Jim Harbaugh thing is just getting out of hand. They treat him like he's dead. It's like they throw a memorial for him. Game. Um, here, go through the, some scores and talk about some games. College oh. football podcast. College football podcast. Uh, we can also just kind of live talk the. I mean, we could cut the audio for the pod here and just do the game. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pause right quick. And if you're listening to the podcast, hey, uh, you guys are our bread and butter. You're our backbone. You are the reason we do this. Thank you so so much. We love you so much. Um, if you are podcast listening right now, this is where we're gonna cut it. I'm gonna look at the time. Nope. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna look at the time. Look at it on the screen here, maybe. Yeah. I have it pulled up next to us for the. Uh, uh, okay, 109. Right the one hour mark. All right, around the one hour mark. Pod, thank you so much for listening. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. Roll Tide. Everybody else, let's watch some more. We, we, have, we have to finish this game. We've been out in games quite a bit. Yeah, right